Blog Talk Radio. Buck. Do you remember me? Your mom's name was Sarah. You used to wear newspapers in your shoes. You're a wanted man. I don't do that anymore. Well, the people who think you did are coming right now. They're not planning on taking you alive. Let's get this started. I turn the wrist into a pole house. It's like eviction number four now. Go ahead and I sit on the floor now. Girl, go ahead and show me how you go down. And I feel my whole body peeking. And I'm fucking anybody with their legs wide. Getting faded with some bitches from the west side, east coast. Like a rapper north side, never People of the world, what's going on? Side cast of the Bing, live and direct from LA. It has been a challenge getting air today. How many of you guys, I think, were tuning in the other day when you couldn't even get to the site? Why? Blockout was doing maintenance on their service. Could you believe it? We were doing one of the most anticipated of the last couple of months since we've been back, and you can't even get to the site. We couldn't get to it. People couldn't get to it. Oh, trust me. I know a lot of my fellow block talkers out there. We were writing each other, take each other, say, what's going on? We're like, of all times to go down with maintenance, but hey, we are here at Live Direct, come from the, the, the west side of uh, the United States of America, come in Los Angeles from downtown, think about going to the rooftop, but we'll do it from the studio. Sandy says over there, Nikki says hello from over there, so we have our people in the back doing this stuff. We're going to do about 43 minutes today, 45 minutes of how you guys doing out there. You want to chime in, a 5687194041, sorry about that. Five one six three eight seven one nine four. We're trying to get Howard Simpson on the line today. He's working on this private gig. I think he has like nine NDAs on it, so hopefully we can get him on it to join us tonight. And this conversation about Captain America Civil War. So people did deliver, did it not deliver? What your thoughts are, you can join us in the chat room as well. You can't text because you don't have my number. <laughs> so there you go. So let's start. Let's see. Let's flip a coin here. We're going to flip this coin and find out what we're going to talk about first. We're going to talk about Captain America's side first in the chat. So, Captain America's side, who did it get involved from Prize Dove? It was, a, what's that guy's name? Uh, what was his name? Uh, Falcon. Is that his name Falcon? I was going to call him Vulture for some reason, but he goes by the name Falcon. Does he even go by? Yeah, he goes by the name Falcon. Scarlet Witch, Winter Soldier, and some people's favorite archer, Hawkeye. And to the right, we have Iron Man, uh, Black, not Black Widow. Yeah, Scarlet Witch. Sorry about that. I keep thinking about Black Widow. Scarlet Witch. Damn it. That was your side. Black Widow. My fault. Black Widow. Then we have that followed up by War Machine. Then we have that followed up by The Vision. And then we're followed by the one that so many people were waiting for, Black Panther. So, people, let's start off and have some. We have about, I think, 90 people here are in the chat room. We're going to try to give everybody in our main time. Again, thanks for your patience. We came on to come on air, do some stuff, have some fun. Me personally, I know Captain America Civil War delivered. Things a little too long, but it delivered. There are some issues we have we have had with it, but we can talk about that down the road. But overall, I get an eight point out of ten. Now, sometimes people like to talk about the positive first. I like to get down to the negative and then we'll come back to the positive. The negative part, why did they have to kill the other winter soldiers? That was one of the most built up in the film when Bucky said, or Winter Soldier says, 
there are other, I'm not the only winter soldier. And you see them say, oh my God, we're about to get down. They show, they also showed a clip of the winter soldiers breaking out with Bucky. And you're saying, oh, now we see what's going to happen. And then what happens when they finally find out where they are, they finally reveal these guys, they're dead. You got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. Oh, my God. We were sitting there saying, we were waiting for the battle royal, and you killed the guy. But then, this is kind of a book. Bucky did fall off a train, fell about 40 miles up above a cavern in Antarctica, and he came back, so you never know. Next thing, it's that little part there. Now, first off, the battle with Iron Man and Winter Soldier, Iron Man, Captain America, I'm sorry. Iron Man, Captain America, Winter Soldier. That battle was pretty intense. I don't know how, I mean, first off, I like how they shot it, because, you know, I do a lot of film work as well. So I like how they stayed out and had all three in, in frame versus how, like, they did the first Batman with, uh, what's his name, Christian, Christian Bell, right? Yeah. Hey, Sandy, how are you? Uh, uh, the other producer just walked in, and she's going to do a separate show. So anyway, I like how they kept the, the people right in the middle of the frame. You can see what's going on, not quick cut, not pulling back, not showing the people out. It stayed right there. And that battle was pretty intense because you're wondering, how do they fight a guy in arm in this world that's wearing armor? Well, one has a vibranium shield, the other one has a vibranium. Is it vibranium arm? What have you? That was just bringing the mission. Great scene. I just had a little issue, and I know it's small, but I just had a little issue when Tony Stark says to Winter Soldier, "Hey, you killed my mom." Oh my God, just gag me. Where did I hear a line that corny before? I remember Man of Steel. When he comes all the way down, uh, KL, and he grabs Zod and flies across the, 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 the wheat field, the Kansas, and says, how dare you threaten my mother? Oh, my God, you destroy half the city. But anyway, that was some minor stuff. So let's get to the juicy stuff and come back to the other minor stuff. The juicy stuff, I have no idea how they fit so many characters into one film and still pretty much kept the, 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 the plot moving forward, literally. That word linearly in a linear fashion. Now, Captain America, it was obvious, and I think it was very well written how they wrote his struggle. I think he was a little elitist saying, Well, what if problems take place around the world? We're the ones that have to go solve it. No, 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 no. Well, you're not the global police. And I wish someone had really called him on that just to explain, Well, why are you thinking that? You think there's no other characters out there like this Black Panther guy? But at that time, I don't think they were aware of Black Panther, but they knew of him. Because you know when they had the explosion in Nigeria, they referred to the Wakandans, which by extension they knew about Black Panther. So I wish someone had checked them on that, saying, well, what makes us the people that can go out there and, you know, solve the world's problems? Look what happened with the Slovakia. Look what happened when we had to New York. Look what happened when we went to, you know, wherever you went to. Now, conversely, you know, I have to go off the, the characters here for a second. General Talbert, or the Secretary of State Talbert, if there was a time someone should have called him out was at that scene when he had the unmitigated gall to show the video of the, 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 the destruction the Avengers did, right? I understand they were fighting Ultron. They had half of Manhattan floating up into the sky, and he dropped it. I can understand the issue. But if there was ever a time for someone to call him out, that would have been the time because I wish, and I wish it was particularly Tony Stark said, I'm sorry, you're talking about the destruction we caused, but yet you're the guy that launched a nuclear warhead towards Manhattan. We got that right? That was too but, but that's okay. But again, I guess some things had to go by the wayside. Captain America, he defended his friend. He really looked out for his friend. And I like how he stood with his friends. So that was definitely cool. I can definitely live with that. Again, I just wish they spoke a little bit more on why he felt that they were the ones that had to step outside the UN and they had to be the world police. 
But that's another conversation. We'll hopefully they'll touch on that later on down the road now that he's a fugitive in Wakanda. Falcon, it's really hard to get into him. You know, he had a screen time. I thought the intro to the film was a little corny. You know, he comes out, he does his, like, you know, his uh, dark mall spin, lands all cool. Yeah, it looks nice. But it was kind of like, the guy only has metal wings. What exactly does he do besides that? But, again, he did his part. I think he was used a little more effectively. And, again, there's a lot of characters in this movie, so we can't really cover them all, right? But the thing is, Falcon was all right, you know. I don't think he was expected to do much, but the screen time he did have, it was all right. You know, I really wish I'm waiting, and I may have missed it in this film, but I'm waiting for someone to literally rip the wings off his back. I know he had the hand-to-hand fight against that truck. I think that was him with the soldier. I'm not too sure that was fighting. But Falcon, he was all right. He was there. I know a lot of people really into him. I just can't get into him. I know he had Falcon, the little, you know, the little android bird flying around. But I know a lot of people were having, I'm not Falcon, not Falcon, Red Wing. So I know people are happy about that. You can't really say two to the time book. You want to expand, modify, and enhance. I understand that. But it's hard for me to really get into him because he's a guy that has metal wings. So what exactly beyond that is his power that he can do? Captain America, you take a shield, he can still throw it out. Falcon, he really can't do anything besides the metal wings. So you rip him off like they did the Archangel. Yes, we're going to talk about that when it comes to the X-Men Apocalypse. We're going to talk about this weekend. And hopefully my man Sulu from New York calls in because he was waiting to talk about that film. So to what's going on from New York, hope you're doing well out there. To Leo, sorry about that, to Leo. So hope you're doing well out there. Definitely reach out to us, my friends. This Saturday, I believe, we're doing another show. We're going to talk about X-Men Apocalypse. Because I really have some stuff to go on that one. Now, so that was my thing on Falcon. Scarlet Witch, uh, she, was, she was given a little more to do. The thing is, I didn't feel like they hinted. They tried to hint how powerful she was. But beyond doing her little finger movements and sending Captain America up into a building, and then going all out hardcore by pretty much, you know, dissolving vision. They didn't really, they didn't really convey how powerful she really is. I mean, the comic book she can bend reality. I understand that. Oh, she can uh, bend the probability of reality in terms of this might happen, that might happen. You know, chaos factor, what have you, right? So I didn't. You know, it's kind of like I think they want to do things with her, but it, I wasn't sure what they want to do. Because, obviously, when you had Vision, who, by the way, we'll get to him in a second, but I have to talk about that carnigan he was wearing that scene was hilarious. But I know they tried, but the thing is, Vision was trying to keep her in the hut, the house. But for himself, or was it really because he was ordered to do so? You know, are they going to touch the storyline as it was in the comic book where Vision's game was so strong that he had, he married Scarlet Witch? Mind you, Vision is an android or synthetic, what they call him. He's an android, pretty much. He married Scarlet Witch, and his game was so strong, he had her convinced that they had children. Anyone in those comic books know what I'm talking about. When an android's rap is so strong that he has a woman, yes, she might be a little mentally off balance, convinced that she actually has children, that she, she subconsciously created, your game is strong. So Scarlet Witch, I like what they did. I'm still not sure what exactly. Is she like, you know, the front, is she like the powerhouse of the team, or she can do... You know, a little probability things here and there. But that scene where she put it on vision, and you're like, okay, now we see what's up. I mean, oh, now we see what's up. All right, let's get on to the next tag member here who was on Captain America's side in the Civil War. So that had to do with the metahumans or superhumans um, you know, signing up to be controlled by the government. Next person, who do we have? We have Winter Soldier. I was wondering how they were going to make him the storyline because beyond what he did in Winter Soldier, Captain America 2, he didn't really, you know, do anything that warrants the Avengers coming down on him, right? But to see how he was framed 
And again, those that know film, watch film, write film, study film, and things like that, you know that's the oldest trick in the book, the oldest plot line in the book. They have somebody convinced that it's, almost, it's kind of a plot line. Everybody that runs comic, reads comic books knows about that. All right. You go back to where Reed Richards was trying to get um, Doc Octopus to come save Sue Richards, who was pregnant, because she was having difficulty with the baby. You know, she was praying with Reed Richards. Uh, what is that little kid's name? Richard, uh, Reed Jr. was calling that for the, at the moment. Right. So he goes to get, so Reed Richards goes to get Doc Ock, and Doc Ock is one, is one of those moves where he's kind of like, okay, everybody, everybody's against me. So he's having, he's fighting Reed Richards. And Reed is like, I just need your help. And Doc Ock's like, no, you're trying to, you know, do harm to me. Which just popped in my mind that reminds me of the plot line in Batman v Superman, right? But anyway, coming back to this. So I was wondering, what are you going to do with your soldier? I mean, whatever, whatever. So to have him framed for killing, and by saying, you know, he didn't remember that he was involved with the killing or anything like that. I think that was a nice little twist there. And, you know, Cat was conflicted, had to go save his friend. But Winter Soldier, he got, he got the business done. Now, I like the fact that he never really wanted to stop fighting. He was always in the run trying to get away. But every time someone caught him and he, they wanted to fight him, he showed what time it was. Especially with, with uh, Black Widow who said, you, can, you know, while she's choking him, you can at least act like you recognize who I am. But I like the fact how he tried to get away. He never wanted to stand a fight. And when you think about it, his whole movie, except when he confronts Iron Man, I may be missing his scene here. The whole movie, except when he confronts Iron Man, is actually him trying to get away. Make sense? So we're going to see what's going to happen because, you know, obviously when he fought Iron Man, Iron Man said, look, I'm sick of you. And as he was ripping out the, uh, the part with the, the uh, chest blast, the repulsor ray comes out. I don't know what's wrong. He even caught that. When he tried to rip it out, he unleashed the force beam and pretty much sheared off when just on his arm. And when I sat there and said, oh, whoa, okay, it's like that. And then Cap- Iron Man wanted to come in for the finish, and that's where Captain America came with the coup de gras. And how many people out there, yes, we know it's a Disney movie, yes, we know it's Marvel, yes, we know it's Captain America, but how many people out there, for a quick second there, maybe a millisecond, thought Captain America was going to bring that shield down on Iron Man's neck? That would have been it. Oh, that would have been it. You want to end, you know, Tony Stark's run? That would have been it. But you know, since he's come from a Spider-Man, maybe he'll be an LMD, life model decoy, but there's no kind of Disney comic book. Well, that wasn't really um, the real. That wasn't really, um, you know, George Bush. That was the LMD. Even though some people swore up and down that some of the presidents in the White House were LMDs, but in the conversation altogether. So when it's told, I think he did some stuff. I, you know, I love the character personally. You know, he has a metal arm. Train assassin, assassin, and I like how they touched in there with, you know, you say these particular code words, it will, you know, cause him to become a maniac, you know, go back to the assassin ways, and how he didn't want to go back to the assassin ways. And it was kind of funny how in the scene, they had his arm in a vice, so he couldn't move when Captain America was talking to him. Now, let's come back. Uh, wait, wait, we forgot another person. No, nope, we'll come back there first in a minute. The villain. You know, I honestly can't remember the villain's name. To be honest, I literally can't remember the villain's name. If I, you know, we had to go there, right? But then, you know, he was, he, he, I think, was it, uh, was it Baron Zemo? Or was it the Baron or something like that, what have you? But obviously, you know, the one thing I liked about that particular character, though I thought he was kind of like not on the level of destruction, you know, like the world's in danger, like I would have wished he could have been, what have you. But I think, uh, I, I feel personally that, you know, he kind of did what he was asked to do for what he was, you know, what he was invited to. I think that, I feel that, he was doing a, quite a few things a little beyond that was available to him as a character. I mean, you know, he was just doing stuff. He was acting as though he was a metahuman or enhanced human, but that's not exactly what he is. 
So it, it, I guess as my friend would call it, they'll call it a mulligan. Is that what I'm looking for? When they just kind of like, okay, he's there to move the plot forward and just keep it going forward. Now, another thing I dug off uh, uh, Winter Soldier was, again, you know, once he realized that he was a threat, you know, like, yeah, you guys know, are a threat. He's like, you know, let's get frozen. And that was a nice way of, you know, leading him to Wakanda. And he put in a little ice chamber and he kept there on ice, no pun intended. And so they figure out how to get that stuff out of his head. Now, let's go down to the next person on Cap's side. We have Hawkeye, right? Hawkeye is a character, honestly, I've never really been into. And the thing is, you know, he was there. But it, it, the last time we saw him, he wanted to really be with his family. So maybe it was a contractual obligation why he was in the movie. I don't know. I just didn't feel like he really contributed anything. They keep hitting around at something that went on between he and Black Widow. We don't know what it is. We don't know what they got. Did they get down back in the days with the panties flying? Who knows? So maybe the kids aren't. I have no idea. But the thing is, I think they could have done without him. He did what he did. But if, again, for me, it's, I sit there and say, okay, is the guy, does the guy have like a... Uh, 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 enhanced superhuman sense when it comes to the, to the, to the his, ball, his, arrow, his arrow. He's just a guy that's doing the bow and arrow. So for me, it's kind of like, okay, you have all this roster in the Avengers that you've done your, on your, on your, uh, your, your licensing, what have you, and you couldn't get anybody else, but that's just me. You know, and I have to correct myself, the gentleman, it wasn't Talbot, I'm sorry, it was Secretary of State Thaddeus Ross. That's who he had played in, in the movie. So some of us convinced him, convinced him, confused him, with uh, Talbot. But you know, hey, yeah, Ross. Ross talking about after destruction that y'all did. Yes, Secretary of State, Ross. But, you know, compare compare that to the nuclear warhead you launched towards Manhattan. You know, dead signs in the room and the crickets are chirping, what have you. Now, back to the villain again, the villain main villain, Zemo. I think he was, you know, I felt he was well done. I think he was okay. He was kind of chill. I like Zemo. He's all right. I just... I know he wanted to avenge the Loftus family. And I've always wondered why in a lot of films you don't really have that there. It just got kind of lost. Okay, did you want the Avengers to fight each other and have them destroy each other like they do in the comic books? And that way you had your revenge. That was kind of a little lost there for me. But at the same time, you know, he was just used to move the plot forward. All right? So, take a quick break here. And then we'll come to Iron Man side. And yes, we're going to talk about Spidey. Cool scene. Really cool how they use them. So I'll take a little quick break here. Talk to you guys later. We'll come back on the two-minute side of the other side. Thank you. 
We all knew Spider-Man was going to be in here. We knew uh, Black Panther, but they never said anything about Giant Man. So when he just mm-hmm. popped up and did that, I was like, what? That was now, really good. Let me ask this Let me ask this question on that, because they had Ant-Man pop up, but they never really, unless I missed it, did they ever say why he was there? Like, did, did, he, not, did, he, did he not agree with Slovakia or Slovakia Accords or was he just helping out a friend? Did, you, did they ever mention why he was there? Well, uh, I, I think... Uh, Sam had drugged him and just took him. Like uh, I think that was, I think that's what it was. But then there was also like he owed him a favor. Uh, right, if you, right, if you right. saw Ant Man, yeah, from Ant Man before, he was trying to get on the Avengers. He was actually trying mm-hmm. to get on there, and mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, Sam actually uh, got him. Now yeah. we're on so this how, side, so we're on the. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. What's your question? What's no, you no, saying no, go ahead. We're on the Iron Man side. You're going to say what, my friend? Rock it to me. (laughs) I was going to say the comedy in this was pretty good, too. Uh, It was. It was, especially when Tony Stark was trying to get with Aunt May. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, I I thought the breakout role in this was Sam Wilson, right? Is is that his name, Sam Wilson? You think so? Yeah, like, he... He he was just a supporting character. I don't think anyone took him really seriously. But in this mm-hmm. uh, this this um, for some reason I thought he had just as much air time as everybody else. Like he was a main character himself too. I thought he was, you know. Yeah, he was interesting. I was still I said earlier in the show is I know he's there, but is he a guy that's good with the tech or does he, does he have some kind of powers that we don't know about? That's kind of subtle. You know what I mean? Because he has the wings, but beyond that, what exactly can he do? He, well, in the comics, he's really smart. He's up there oh, with definitely. like Tony, yeah, Tony Stark level. But this is more mm-hmm. like he's just like a soldier that knows how to use the tech real well. That's nice. how it seems. Nice. nice. Well, let's put on the list then with you. We talked about Tony Stark briefly. What was your vibe on Black Widow? What's your thoughts on her? She's always like a supporting character. I didn't think she had a big role, but she she's always cool. She does. You know what I don't like about her is her mm-hmm. outfit. I, I'd rather uh, just see right. her in right. I just rather see mm-hmm. her in regular clothing. That's right, right. my opinion. Yeah, just regular, because her skills are so incredible. When when she's mm-hmm. in that outfit, she looks kind of like a clown to me. You know. Right. Uh, right. Yeah, so when she's not dressed up like in, in like that outfit and she's just wearing regular clothing, it emphasizes mm-hmm. on her skill level, and I just love right. that. I, I, yeah, she's real co- And she's a spy, you know? Like mm-hmm. in Age of Ultron, uh, they had her in this outfit that glowed. She had lights right. on. And, sp- right. and I figure a spy wouldn't be wearing an outfit that shines like mm-hmm. that. You know, they're supposed to be hidden. Right, right, yeah. right. You think she's ready? Do you think she's at the point now where she's ready for her own solo film or not yet? She would need a strong supporting cast, like maybe a Captain America in there, but by herself, mm-hmm. I, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think right. I don't think she needs one, you know. Right. Yeah. I think that's my opinion. But maybe the women out there might like it. I, me as a guy, I, I don't want to see it. <laughs> I got you. Now <laughs> slide down to the next guy on that side. Uh, who we got over there? How about Vision? Let's talk about what's your vibe on Vision? You know, Vision, I, I, I don't know what already. to say about it. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. He's just like, he's just there. I, he, like, he's probably the most powerful character out of the whole thing. Maybe, maybe. Right, but right. 
I just didn't. I just didn't really care for him. It's just he's just he's. I get the same vibe in the movie as I got in the comics. You know, uh, he's just mm-hmm. there for me. I know he's a powerful <laughs> character, but there's nothing. You know, he just doesn't have that that oomph about him. It's some sort of background storyline or something. You know, that right. makes me say, "Wow, this guy is cool." He's just a robot right. to me. That's all. Yeah. Right. You think they're trying to How hit about, like the comic book? Go ahead, go ahead. What's your question, my man? You were rocking. Continue on. Continue on. I was going to say, but so so, how do you feel about the Vision and Scarlet? <sighs> I said earlier that it's just I don't know what they want to do with them. Do they want to hit at the storyline where he and Wanda get together, or is he just there to kind of like just be there? I mean, when he had the carnage on on the couch, that I was cracking up. It was like you have, you know, in in a in a ghost in the shell. But I just don't see what. Well, first off, for me, I know it's CGI. We know it's CGI. We know they do motion cast. But every time I see him, I just see a guy in red paint. It's kind of like Supergirl when they had Red Tornado, and he came out as a guy in red paint. I don't see, like, a character there or anything like that. So I just think he's there, but I don't think he kind of serves any purpose beyond whatever is needed for him to do in that scene. I don't see an arc with him unless they do that with Avengers. Hopefully we'll see that. Totally agree with you, man. Red Tornado and Supergirl was so corny. They would have made him uh, so much better if they put him in like like a mask or something. Why did they uh, do that? You could see the paint what, on him. Uh, the paint was probably melting. I think, and that's actually a show I'm tempted to do about what people think about today's superhero shows and things like that. Red Tornado. To get back to our stuff, but Red Tornado. I think it was kind of one of those. It just reminded me of stuff I saw in the 70s. But let me go back to let's get back to our group here, Captain America. We'll get to these, these cats in another show. We'll talk about uh, today's superhero shows. You think it's coming to an end? What's your vibe on War Machine? How you think they did him? I think he was well. But how you think they did him? In your opinion? Uh, I, uh, I, I, man, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I, uh, <laughs> he looked old to me, man. Uh, that, that's did the only. Did he not look old? Did he look old or what, man? Yeah, he looked like he was old and on like some sort of drug, man. He's super skinny. What's up with him, man? Don Cheeto? Uh, he was really uh, thin. I'm wondering if they did, if they shot this right after he did the Miles Davis film, Miles Ahead, or if he was getting ready to shoot that film, Miles Ahead, before, um, while they were shooting this. If that might explain the weight loss, because a couple of us are asking the same thing. Why does he look so thin? <laughs> like, what's going on? So we don't know. How do you think they, how do you think War Machine was used properly? Like when he fell from the sky and no one tried to save him. <laughs> but what do you think? I, yeah, I thought that was good. I like the whole role. War Machine was good. His role was good. It's just the actor, the way he looked, just didn't seem right. But his hmm. role was good. I thought. Right. I thought he was good. Let's creep over to uh, the, the one that everybody was talking about when they saw when they finally released the trailer. Spider-Man. I I I like Spider-Man, but I didn't like the introduction of him, like how Tony just walked up in there and was like, "Hi," you know. But yeah, the the guy that plays Spider-Man and is good comic relief. He's just a he was dope. But like his introduction was a little slow for me, but yeah. Quite a few people are saying that, actually. You know, we were wondering ourselves, like, wait a minute. Now, what is the connection between – in fact, some of my lawyer friends are saying he should be sued for the endangerment of the welfare of a child because, wait a minute, you're going to get this little kid out of Queens, right? <laughs> and then you bring this kid to a battle royal <laughs> where he can get killed? Come on, man. But, hey, you know what, let's take it, man. 
about. But yeah, a lot of people did ask about him, you know, how you can talk about names and things like they were doing things where they left if they didn't want to play a backstory down the road or they figure it's not really important, let's just move forward. But that intro was kind of odd, but yeah, the kid he nailed it. I actually had no problem with Andrew Garfield. I knew why what what kind of role he was supposed to play. I dug it, actually liked it, like this. But I know why a lot of people are appreciating this guy. I think it's Tom Holland, who's portraying Spidey from back in the 60s and early 70s under Kirby. He's a young kid, you know, crazy, a little nervous. But that aunt, my God, Tony Stark was trying to throw a game even in Aunt May's house. Come on, Tony, what's going on? What's going on? Now, in your opinion, uh, my friend, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, yeah, you know, for the new Spider-Man Homecoming uh, movie, I hope mm. that they don't make it like a big ending, like big explosion. I just want to see like a kid with superpowers going to school. That's uh, all. I just want to see that. That's what right. I want to see. I don't want to see the a world crisis where we need a superhero to save it. I just want to see what it's like, like from his mm. point of view. Like he's just a regular kid going to school with superpowers. That's mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Maybe a crime and he jumps in and helps. But I don't need like a big gigantic robot to blow up the city and then have you know. I just want right. to see that for his homecoming movie. You were gonna ask yeah. me a question. What was that? Yeah. So you want to see something on the lines? And I was talking to my friend Howard. I see he's actually gonna have him on tonight, but he's working on this private NDA, 15 NDA project, and he can't talk about. But I think also you're talking about and referring to what a lot of people are talking about. It seems like and they're hopefully going to go back to the Spider-Man where he's finding like one character. The end of the world is not on the line. It's just one character trying to do damage in New York, Vulture, Octopus, Mysterio, whatever, and not one of those Megatron and Galvatron coming down and Spider-Man has to go save the world. So maybe that might be in the title of Homecoming and what have you. Are you hoping, and I'm hoping, but are you hoping they don't do another origin in this, in his film? Yeah, like, I, I don't want to necessary? <laughs> I don't think any uh, origin stories for the major superheroes are needed anymore. Batman, Superman, Spider-Man. I, I don't think, and definitely Iron Man. We don't need to see those origins. We can just jump in. But maybe a flashback might be kind of... Nah, you know what? Forget the whole flashback. Maybe just a, a talk about it is good enough. We all know the story. Mm-hmm. Just jump right in. Just yeah. jump right in. Yeah. should be very interesting to see. Yeah. You think that and I, should be like right into it? Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, just right into the storyline. He's going to like a, maybe a homecoming dance or something. He's trying to get with a girl. The girl doesn't want him. Something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And we don't need like a big, like uh, New York's in trouble. Maybe just the dance is in trouble, you know, with a superhero. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see it on a small scale. I don't want to see these huge scales anymore. I want to see a small scale so we can concentrate on the character and, and just right. him. Because every time you have these big nuclear world dominating problems, it, it mm-hmm. takes away from just the little guy. And, and right. Spider-Man really is a, you know, I, I want to see that. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. I'm with you. That. I'll see you on that. So yeah. what's your overall? Did Captain America Civil War deliver? If it did, what did you like about it? And on the opposite side, on the opposite side of the film, what didn't you like about it? So rock it to us. I'll tell you, I, I like this movie a lot. I gave it a 10 uh, out of 10. Ooh, if, if 10. The 10 is, yeah, I wow. gave it a 10. But he, but here's uh, the thing. I, I won't watch it again. I thought it was just, like, kind of corny, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I won't watch it again. I will watch something like uh, Batman versus Superman again. But I won't mm-hmm, watch mm-hmm. this again. But I think 
that this is the the peak, the zenith. They won't be yeah. able to top a movie like this. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Everything was just done so well. Mm, yeah. Nice. You talk about a ten. All right. You touched. Yeah. You brought up bat. And for the audience out there, I have a slight echo between me and my my guest here. So sometimes you may see me a little go over his words because I'm hearing an echo. Letting y'all people know out there because I'm enjoying this. I always enjoy my conversations with this guy. I think he'll end up probably being those, those regular mystery guests that pops up out of the place. So I definitely appreciate you tuning in with us. You talked about Batman, Superman. So what was your vibe on the ending? Because I actually enjoyed the film, except for the end, where, you know, he was dead, and then they had, like, the stones floating up to show that he's actually coming back. But you talked about Batman. Let's spend, like, about a minute on that film and then come back to Captain America. So what, what was your vibe on that film? I I loved it. I I, mm-hmm. I think it's groundbreaking. I thought it was one of the best movies ever I've seen. I I, I can watch Ooh. it over and over. Very right. few right. movies I could do that. But yeah, mm-hmm. that movie I could watch over and over. And mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the ending, I I actually caught some of your show uh, last a couple of days ago or something where you said you didn't like the ending where Superman died. But yeah, no, I, oh, I kind of like I like when he I like when he died. I like when he sacrificed. I just wish they left it there with the emotional funeral and not have the little dust floating up above the coffin. I like how he sacrificed. He had to sacrifice. It had to be him. And I like they gave that honor. I just wish they left the illusion. We know he's coming back. We just need the illusion that we don't know how or when or how he may come back. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I could live with that. I could definitely yeah. live with that. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely. Yeah. And we know he's coming back as an evil character, right? We know he's gonna come back as the evil character because so, man, I would hope so, my friend. I would. I yeah. like my criminals more like Ultraman from Christ on Infinite Earth. You know, a little more. You know, a little more. Uh, thug, a little more thug in him coming out, more evil. But you know, I doubt they'll let him go full out dark side. Who I think is gonna be the guest in the next movie and stuff like that. According to what I've been hearing. What's your background in comics? Do you collect, or what do you do? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, uh, my brother used to collect. I'm an artist. I used to draw. And uh, okay. I would, like, read some of them, but I would more mm-hmm. into the, the, the drawing. Like, I was in during the Jim Lee when he was still in Marvel Comics. Era. And I when he okay. jumped, yeah, when he jumped over to Image, I, I jumped in, but I didn't really like a lot of stories in Image, but... When he was part of Marvel, I mean, he he made X Men what it is. All those guys were real good. Yeah, right. so, yeah, I did follow, but my brother was more the the reader. Like he'll tell you the in depth storylines and everything. But I read some of them. How about you? You you seem you seem pretty uh, knowledgeable yourself. Oh yeah, I collected from way back in the day when it was still only twenty five cents on the cover. You know, right? Yeah. I know a lot. Oh yeah, I, I'm, an old, I'm an old school player. I love collecting cars, man. I'm not. I'm talking about like the dot matrix coloring the people, not even computer coloring. If I go back to the days, I love comics. I have a lot of friends in the game, you know, all genres. I love it. I just wish I was kind of what I think a few people have done. I think around the late '90s when they kept reload, when they kept what's that word? Uh, rebooting all these storylines. It was with Chris Claremont, and they were introducing the Neo in X-Men. I said, okay, I can dig this. There's so many people above the mutants. And then they just dropped it, rebooted the whole storyline, said, I'm done with this. But yeah, so that's why I, I, most of the comics I get now more in the indie scene, more as well coming out and stuff like that. But yeah, I've been collecting for a long time, love the conventions, love talking to people about these films. And I just like the fact that, you know, we're seeing storylines that we can dig. Of course, some storylines we don't like, some we do. But the fact at least they're able to tell us some of the stories we like. 
Hey, uh, I need to ask you a quick question. All right. How I've I've seen this review from this person on YouTube saying that it's time that the movies, I mean that the comics catches up with the movies. The movies seem to be doing these comics proper by giving them uh, a more realistic uh, uh, feel, and the comics Mm -hmm. are missing that. How do you feel about that? That the comics need to catch catch up. No, I think the I think the film. Um, world is a little is much different from the comic book world because as you know with the comic books you don't we're not talking about a three part we actually have time to build a story arc to have the person show show the evolution of the people so we're going with the ride with them if you go back to the dark phoenix saga we had mastermind was playing on the background but you had no idea until the end and we saw the transformation of gene gray from the beginning go towards the end of the sacrifice film I don't feel half the I don't I film is a separate species altogether. They only have one shot. They can't make it in they can't do a story arc because a lot of people just don't have that patience. First off, it would take so long to do your story arc. So the attitude is okay, let's not do the stuff that came out the eighties, let's not do the stuff that came out the nineties. Let's make it realistic today as much as you can in a comic book film. Let's make it as realistic today. And I think the path of comic book movies is totally different from the comic books as itself. That's how I look at it. It's like looking at a painting and then looking at animation. It's two different things. So I don't think they have to catch up. I think they both do well as they stand alone. I wish, though, that there was sometimes respect the source material of the comic books and stop putting these new weird things that they've been trying to do. But overall, no, I don't think, I think it's just two different worlds. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of would have to agree with you a little bit, but I mm-hmm. think that uh, how movies work these days is they have a psychiatrist, a psychologist, mm-hmm. uh, a technical people involved, technicians. Mm-hmm. Like, let's take Iron Man's clothing, right? In the comics, Iron Man's outfit before the movie was like, mm-hmm. it almost was like spandex almost, almost. You know? <laughs> right, it right. didn't look right. realistic. But then the movies came out. It's like, I think they hired like uh, technicians and, uh, you know, uh, engineers to design a proper uh, Iron Man, mm-hmm. like how it would work, mm-hmm. uh, right, right, and and I think that the comic books realized that okay, this is how Iron Man, and then they started changing the design of the Iron I Man like. itself to match that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. now it's it's going into the plot of it. Now uh, I think comics need to adjust their ideals and match how the movies are doing it, where everything seems more real possible. I know that this is fake. But the right. movies make it seem like it's possible. You know what I mean? Ah, got you, my friend. I got you, my friend. I got you, my friend. In fact, you know, anytime I have guests like yourself, I'm always thinking, I'm always having these ideas for a future show. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna figure out a show where you and some other my other colleagues come on and we have that conversation, comic books, TV, movies, what have you. But check it out, my friend. We're down to the last minute here, so I'm about to sign off here. I want to give you much love. Make sure you stay uh, hydrated out there, my friend. Always a blast. You know, when you tune in, you know you're part of the family here in the hut. And definitely, you know, next week, you know, we're going to be talking about X-Men Apocalypse. You know, I told you to hold on as we do that show. So I know really you have a great conversation, my man. Yeah, for sure. I'll be there for that. Definitely. All right, then. You have a great evening. Thanks for tuning in, my friend. Peace out. Take care. Bye-bye. Peace out. So like I tell you guys out there, man, there are remaining few seconds here. Always call in. I like to hear points of views. I know a lot of times people will argue with calling and stuff like that. But my thing is, you know, we're all not clones. We all have different ideas, different point of views. As long as we have that respect for each other and our point of view, whatever, obviously we can learn from each other and what have you. So 
Like I told you guys out there, we come back in again next week, 516-387-1941. You want to come and chat with you can do that as well. We're always live and direct. People, on that note, Saiyaji Cast is going to live and direct from Los Angeles, California, on the west side, coming from the east side of Boston, coming from the central of Africa, Congo. Much love. I am gone. Let's take some music out. Have some fun. Be safe, guys. Be safe.